Hey everyone, it's me, Dave Carlin, here for another episode of Future Facts. Today we're joined by a really special guest. It's my brother, Dan Carlin. Hi, Dan. Hey everybody. My name is Dan Carlin. You might know me from my other podcast, Hardcore History, which deals with the past, and the other one that <laughs> it's called common. It's called common sense, Dan. I'm a big fan of that yeah, one. Yeah, that was the and and I that figured was the joke it meant that I was. Oh, you were joking. The joke was that I was. Yeah, I was lacking in common sense, so I couldn't even come up with a word. I got you. Yeah, and so, and so Dan did a great job with the past and the present, and so I figured as his little brother, I could help out and and talk about future facts. Right. Right. That it made a lot of sense when you pitched it to me. Yeah, and so that's why I'm producing it through my company. What's your What's the, the name of your production, production company? My company. Yeah, the production company that, that makes this podcast. All right, uh, we need to come up with that soon because I didn't have that issue of having hangers on coming onto my production company and mooching off of my ad revenue. But now that I do. Maybe that's the first thing we do, come up with the name for the company. Oh, that's that's some good improv we just did. So, <laughs> so uh, folks who haven't listened to the podcast before, Jesus, what was that, Dan? Are you okay? Those were 20 Greek hoplites just invaded my driveway, but fought them off with some well-placed tactics. Oh, great. So, in... in, in uh, the theme of future facts is is really simple. We just we just talk about some facts from the future. Uh, so, Dan, I thought I'd kick it off. Did you know that in the year twenty thirty three, it's illegal to pour salt on a snail? Wow, that's pretty interesting because that's never been really legislated before. Yeah, and and so what happens? Not, you know. What 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 happens is in in the year twenty thirty two, um, people are pouring a lot of salt on snails. How did so? Maybe you know before we reach that specific year and that specific fact, we might need to take a couple steps back here and really look at how the trend moved in that direction. Why were people pouring salt on snails? That's right. At the level where, you know, the legislature had to step in and do something about it. That's right. And and you know, friends of the of, of your podcasts, Hardcore History and Common Sense, will know a, a lens that we like to put on questions like this is is the famous Latin and correct me, Dan, if I'm getting it wrong, but it's it's quito benefico. And and it's it's oftentimes attributed to uh uh, uh, Sappho, the great poet Sappho, um, and uh, it, it's Latin for "Who benefits? Who who benefited from from pouring salt on snails in the year twenty thirty two? Certainly not the snails, right? Maybe maybe the salt industry. That's that's where we should start. Uh, you know, I I don't think it was said by some. Uh, famous Greek poet, but I've heard another saying before, which is uh, follow the money. So uh, maybe we should, uh, we should, we should start with that. So, you know, since we have 
such a complete access to the future, I would like to look at the salt industry and really see who are the key players and uh, would they benefit from uh, from such a from such a trend? Did they push it? Were they behind um, this um, this change in, uh, in 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 behavior? Because the truth is that salt, you know, putting salt on snails was really more of a niche hobby in the pre- you know in the former present. Um, you know, the past of the future, let's call it, um, the future past, right. um, for some reason, really, you know, a handful of neighborhood kids, maybe some more, you know, infantile adults and psychopaths really were, uh, kind of the segments you could, you could find in a snail pouring, uh, groups of, uh, of people. And at some point this, uh, this went, uh, this, this, this went viral. This went, uh, you know, this, this got big. They're called so, ma- they're called mavens the the people who are on the avant garde of right. pop culture and, and and some mavens were pouring salt on snails again and again and again right uh, right and then then who were the connectors you know did you know who 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 found out what the mavens were doing who understood it and who finally brought it to the world. Um, you know, did did Big Salt uh, make these connectors? You know, did they fund them? Well, you got to remember they... the social media campaign of 2031, initiated by Morton's Salt. And if you know Morton's, their thesis, if you will, their raison d'être was: when it rains, it pours. Right, and so. Right. They were pouring salt on snails, but they were also pouring on the attention to this fringe behavior, knowing that households with one or more children pouring salt on snails bought more salt more often uh, and were really um, the highest uh, segment of profitability for for the organization. Right, and they were they were doing this, uh, you know, when when it when it rains, it pours. They were pouring in order to rain. R e i g n, you could say. Right. And and they they sort of right. what they did was they shot the arrow, and then they 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 built the target around it. That's a bullseye. Right. They they had salt. That's what they had. Mm-hmm. You know, Morton's isn't gonna. You know, change it up all of a sudden and say we're going to make headphones, Morton's headphones. They're going to keep making salt, <laughs> right? So they said, "Where can we put salt?" You know, it's on meat, it's on French fries, it's on all kinds of things already. We we've got we've got full market penetration on everything you could pour salt on, except for one thing. Right. If you need to make something salty, there's only one thing you can put on it. Right. Right. And that's salt. Absolutely. Right. And then the interesting thing here, what we really need to think about is that salt, you know, is derived from the Latin word salarium, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which, um, which means salt, which means salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, so sal- and, and salarium so, does mean salt. That's right. So, so, you know, throughout the ages, salt, salt just means salt. And, and, you know, that's what the first guy, the first, Roman, he saw some salt, and that's what he—that's what, what he, was, he just said. 
What was the name of the first Roman again, Dan? Ro- Romulus. Right, and and he had a brother. Ron. Uh, Ron, <laughs> Ron and Romulus. <laughs> and they were just sucking salt out of this wolf's teats. Or, or, right. that, or that's the legend, folks. Right, right, right. Um, and so, and so, that's why that's why the first Romans were paid in salt because that's what you know. Uh, the first Romans, you know, the first two Romans were entrepreneurs. Right, uh, Ron and Romulus. They did. They didn't pay. They paid themselves with their own passion. But the second Romans, uh, the you know, the next tier down, they didn't have any equity in Rome, and so they were demanded. Uh, you know. They didn't. They wouldn't call it a salary yet, but they demanded something. Uh, they're like, we need to get paid. But Dan, are you, are you sure you want to give away the next episode of your hardcore history podcast? Shouldn't we focus on the future? Right. Sorry, we went. So we went. We were in the future, and in trying to explain the future, we moved way past the present. Well, that's why it's so hard to do these podcasts in under six right. hours, folks. And and you'll you'll right. know that. We haven't even begun our story about salt yet, um, right? And we're already we're already back in the past. You know, we're taking we're, we took three steps forward, nine steps back. Uh, you know, and now we're back in the six steps in the past. So we need to take nine steps forward again, plus all the elapsed time of the podcast, so that we could get back to where we were. Dan, so basically, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, continue. No, I was just uh, setting us setting the stage for um, you know back to. 2033, um, you know, it's illegal to pour salt on snails. And we were just setting the stage as to why that had to be legislated. Right. Um, because there was a massive increase in the number of people that was pouring, uh, that were pouring salt on snails. But, and, but, but Dan, these, these legislators weren't purely <laughs> altruists, were they? It was not so simple to say that they loved snails. Or hated people. No. No. Or, you know, felt something about salt. I really think that um, the, there was a rival trend. In 2021, a rival trend emerges, which is, you know, it's no longer fun to pour pepper on salt. On I just, I, uh, sorry, I was reading here from the teleprompter and some weird stuff happened. Uh, it's no longer fun to pour salt on snails. Um, you know, because they just quiver and die. Uh, they what, what they some, quiver and some, die. Right? What? Yeah. Right. They quiver and die. Um, if uh, what what a few enterprising young uh, kids in San Diego discover in 2021 is that if you pour pepper on a snail, it actually sneezes and dies. And so... This the, trend. The, the violence. Became, you know, the, let, let's let's pause there, Dan, because some folks not familiar with the future, like you and me, may wonder, sneeze and die. So what happens if I'm correct? Is now I'm folks. Now I'm no biology expert, but a snail's thorax is uh, can, folks. It can only sustain so much trauma, and and a sneeze which no snail is ever supposed to do. Uh, it, in fact, uh, snails evolved not to, not to sneeze at all because they don't, they're right. not exposed to pepper in the wild. Right. And so by sneezing, it initiates a sneeze that 
actually tears their body in half. Right. Um, and then those halves don't, you know, those halves are not alive anymore. They don't turn into two snails. No, they're just two halves that, um, that, well, there's a problem here, uh, Dave, uh, you know, the show is called Future Facts, um, so we need to keep these things about the future as you, as you pull this back, but we also need to keep, uh, we need to keep our discussion around the facts. Uh, so I'd like to issue a challenge. Uh, I believe I, I, I do get a couple per, per episode. Uh, I just found a video on YouTube of a snail sneezing. So, so maybe we need to be more specific about the fact that you proposed or somehow uh, rectified this uh, potential errata. Well, well, Dan, what year is that YouTube video from? Uh, 2000, August 30th, 2016. So that's that's not a future fact, is it? Right. So at so some point, snails... Snails uh, hadn't evolved in the year 2016 to the point where they were no longer sneezing. Right. I'm really... Right. I was worried because this is a... Well, well, this one, I mean, this could be... This snail's underwater for, for, for one. So that could be a whole other species or something, right? Like a, you know, underwater snail. Sea, sea snail. Sea snail, right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and second of all, I mean, this shirt looks like a sneeze. It sure sounds like a sneeze. It sounds like a sneeze. Right, like a silent sneeze. Oh. Like a sounds like a silent sneeze that makes no sound. Um, I don't. I, I've muted this video, so that might be a part of it. And, and really, it's like it's a bunch of air bubbles. So it, this almost looks like some kind of like this could just be like a defense mechanism, like a you know, and and you know, it could be a, it could be like gas flatulence. I'm I'm. <sighs> I'm worried about this fact, too. I might have brought a knife well, to, Dan, to a fact fight. Dan, let, let's make sure we don't bury the lead. I think it's important to call out for folks who the legislators were who made this legislation. And, and Dan, you and I both know. Do you want to go ahead and say who they were? Right. No, I, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say one of them, and, and you you can say the other one. And, okay. then, and together we will have uh, facts. The We'll have the fact, right? You can you can bring the fat, and I'll bring the kss, and and we'll uh, we'll combine our powers. Um, so 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 the first legislator who who really was the intellectual drive and the thought leader behind this legislate legislation, his uh, his name was uh, William Metz. Right. Um. He. He, uh, you know, he was born in 2027, um, and he was a very rich man. He was a self-made man. Um, you know, he was, he inherited a lot of money, and he was a self-made man um, at the same time. Um, and that was the most interesting well, thing about well, him. Well, 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 Dan, let, I mean, if I may... Both William Matz, who's a self-made man, and Tony Shalhoub, the other uh, legislator, they were both snails. And, and so when, it's, imp what? it's important to call out that a big part right. of this legislation passing was, in the year 2033, our legislature was 100% snail. 
And so, right. And right. so when you say William Metz was a self-made man, you also literally mean that he was created through the act of mitosis, which, as you all know, snails, that's how, that's how they reproduce. Right. No, definitely. I, I, I didn't mean that. Um, I think that was too, might have been too much for, for faults if I suddenly said he was a self-made snail. Uh, we hadn't really you know, brought that into the story yet. Well, but, right, and, right. and the politics are complicated because snails identify as man and man, man itself. You know, in, in the year 2017, man is sometimes used to define you know, a man and a woman, mankind. Right. And uh, it, it came to accommodate snails and all the other species who now run the planet. What what other what other species uh, run the planet in two thousand uh, in this in the future? Well, I, I think that's a good segue to the next future fact. Uh, right. In in, uh, in the future, the planet is run by by a <laughs> bunch of animals. <laughs> I mean, that's one of them. But do you want to? Uh, we got a couple of future facts. Uh, here on the list. Uh, why don't you pick the next one? Okay, okay. Let's look at the list here. Um, so, so this is another one. Uh, the cause will be immediately uh, uh, evident to our listeners who are paying attention. Um, in the year 2045, the only legal meat is rainbow trout. The only legal meat is rainbow trout. Right. Um, it's related to this other future fact. In the year 2021, the McRib will return to the regular McDonald's menu and be 100% vegetarian. It's right. part of a, a larger global trend toward vegetarianism that culminates uh, in 2045 with us only eating rainbow trout. Right. Um well, another question is, why did the Rainbow Trouts not lobby against this law? Yeah, are there any why did they are remain there silent? Any are there any Rainbow Trouts currently in office as Congress Trouts or Senate Trouts during this time? Uh, and if not, why? And if yes, why did they not vote against this? And if they did vote against this law, why did they not reach a majority vote? Yeah. Uh, and if they did, why were they vetoed? For, 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 questions, for questions like that, folks, you know, I like to pretend I'm an alien, a, a Martian coming down to Earth. And uh, I, I don't know anything about Earthlings. I, I just, I'm a, I'm a Martian and I'm like, why, why is it the way that it is? And uh, that's exactly what I'd be wondering. Why? Uh, why is everybody eating these trout? Right. I think um, so. So. Um, so in the year twenty thirty, um, really the uh, the global congress they uh, they kind of they mix things up a little bit and they changed the way that votes were counted. Um, up until that point, votes were counted electronically, but right. given the uh, Global uh, hackathon of 2029, which targeted electronic voting um, and disabled all voting machines, they returned to a more historical and uh, time-tested way of voting, which was uh, raising your hand um, and uh, to, 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 to to vote. Yeah. Uh, uh, given you know, so that worked for a while when uh, the Senate and Congress would, were just uh, humans and uh, the great apes, uh, gorillas, orangutans. 
and chimpanzees. Sorry? Chimpanzees. Lemurs. Chimpanzees. Lemurs. All those great apes. Um, and that worked. Hey, hey Dan, that worked Dan, just to warn you, my, my, my calendar is going to go off another five or six times, depending how many tabs I have open. All right, that's the problem with living in the future. In the future, all, all Chrome browsers will have a lot of tabs open. It's a lot of facts to, to, to read to read about. I don't blame you. I've got 20 tabs open right now, all of them about trouts. Um, so what was I saying? Well, you, rank, you, sorry, you, you were chimpanzees. Just, well, I'll, I'll get to I'll, I'm almost done. Oh, okay. And so lemurs, and with, lemurs, chimpanzees. Other great apes, and right. so you know, and then we, we can go back to how the uh, global congress expanded to other animals, but at some point it it got to the fish, and uh, and by chance or by uh, by accident or, or or you know I don't know why or I do know why, but we don't have to explore that part of the future yet. Uh, these were the first armless animals to be a part of the global congress. You know, they could have hit. Could have hit the, the the you know the snakes first. It could have hit you know the well, now now, now Dan, let's wait a second here because we're talking about the year twenty forty five, and we just said that in the year twenty thirty three, snails passed legislation making it illegal right. to pour salt on snails. Now, last time I checked, snails didn't have arms. Right, but they can use that. Uh, one of those two eye things. They right. lift one of those up and they that's lower right. the other one, and then that's enough for the. I, obviously, I obviously knew that, but the, the folks at home might not. Have. Right, of course, that's a good point. So, so snails were voting. Every, they were voting all the time. They were the most politically active uh, animals, uh, and they used eyeballs. But the fish, including the rainbow trout, um, what they, about what about those they, little fins? Those little those little side fins, like the. That's, Finding that's Nemo, great, he's got a he's got one that's all shriveled. That's great. That's 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 exactly the point, and that's a great question, Dave. Uh, to count as a vote, and there's some controversy about how this became the law, and was it designed to keep out animals such as fish from from voting, keep keep it undemocratic, and keep it, you know, not democratic. It's that. According to the Global Congress Constitution of 2028, you need to raise your arm or arm equivalent above your head. That's right. And, That's 100% and a fish. Right. Yeah. And so some fish can't. Some fish have long fins, like the flying fish, the most uh, politically active fish uh, in the Congress. They can do it. They started as runners. They were runners for the politicians when they became. Doesn't this remind you, Dan, so much of the fall of the Roman Republic? Yes, it does. A lot. Uh, In many ways. Because you had, what what was that thing called? You had the uh, plebocrats. Right. The plebocrats. And then... There were, there were always, like, two plebocrats, and they, they were, like, the demagogues. Right, right, right. And their so arms were, the, their arms were the con- well above their heads. Right, those were the, the consuls. There were always always two consuls, yeah. uh, and they ruled jointly for a year uh, together with the entire rest of the, of the hierarchy. 
of uh, of the Roman Senate, the six praetors, however many quaestors, right. and a bunch of other uh, legislative positions. You know, and then came uh, Julius Caesar and changed all of that. Um, and from that day on, there was uh, no more republic. But I think we are digressing. We've gone way into the past, unless unless two thousand years into the future, um, you know, the, the the Roman Republic suddenly uh, comes back into uh, into play. I don't know. Well, That's I mean, episode. it is it is worth recalling that uh, you know this era in twenty forty five had its own Julius Caesar figure. Right. Right. Troutius Caesar. And right, you know who I'm referring to, of course, Troutius Caesar. Um, right. Who, uh, despite not having the ability to vote. Right. rose to great power and in fact really overthrew uh, right. The, right. the system that was in place. Right. He, uh, he, uh, he couldn't vote. Uh, so uh, he actually, you know, the last words uttered under the uh, global congressional order were, uh, you know, vote this as he, uh, as he stabbed the, uh, the leader of the house a uh, turtle uh, in the back, but it it hit the shell, so he had to, <laughs> he had to stab he had to, to stab him through the top of the shell, like into the, in in the in the neck, and then he said, "Vote vote this again," and then that those are the last words of the of the republic of the global congressional order, and then Troutius Caesar became uh, dictator, and and you know it's interesting because many many future Torians tend to fast forward this part because it's just a retelling of the life of Julius Caesar, except it's the life of Chaudius Caesar. It was, it was fascinatingly similar. Very life. similar. It's amazing how history repeats itself is cyclical. Right. Folks, we talk about it all the time, but it bears repeating. History is really the right. autobiography of a madman. Hey, Dan, I, do you think we've got time for one future fact or should we abandon this entire uh, project? Uh, I think we can do one more as a as an acid test, or you know, it's not the right word. The as great Kool Aid like, acid test, yeah. Right, last, uh, last, the last stand. Timothy Leary. Uh, so, Dan, I want to I want to get away from the animal kingdom and into a, astronomy. Right. Because fast forward a millennium to the year thirty twenty four. And folks, this is a very controversial thing that's going to happen. Now, it's a fact. It's, it's undisputed, but the, uh, the reasons for it are still hotly debated in millennia afters. And it's uh, in the Olympic Games of 3024, Jupiter is banned from the Olympics what? for emitting too much gas. Right. All of it. The whole Olympics. I meant the, all of Jupiter. All of Jupiter, the whole planet. What about the? And that's a, that's a big planet. Is this a, is this an Olympics between planets, or is it like the people that live on it compete against each other? No. So so what happens in the Olympics in thirty twenty four is they're hosted in Atlanta, which hasn't hosted an Olympics since nineteen ninety six. Right. And you've got you've got all the countries represented the the athletes from Russia, China, um, uh, the athletes from Palestine is a country. Uh, okay, 
That's controversial. <laughs> Kurdistan. All, all the countries. <laughs> Israel has been obliterated. Israel stopped existing. <laughs> the only the only non-country is Israel. This is extremely controversial. <laughs> but world's gone mad. But there's other countries too. Jupiter. And and when we say Jupiter, we don't mean people. Jupiter doesn't have any people. Jupiter attends. No. Jupiter um comes into our atmosphere and by the time it uh, makes its way into our atmosphere, it's much smaller than it used to be because okay. it gets burned up it gets burned up by the atmosphere. And so Ju okay. Jupiter's about the size of the moon. Okay. By the time and then it, and then it lands in Atlanta. Um and it says, Hey guys, I'm I'm here to play. Uh, okay. I wanna I wanna I wanna be the shot put. How does something that large, you know, how is it in planet? Like, is the tangent of its is is the tangent of its circumference? Uh, is that exactly on a planet? And that's the one point that's on the planet. I don't know how a giant planet can be anywhere on Earth. Right. So uh, it's it's hard to explain to someone living in twenty seventeen, but okay. It touches down, and uh, the the area that it's touching down in is Atlanta. I mean, it destroys. Let's be let's be clear, folks. It destroys Atlanta. Million, okay, millions millions no of more. people are killed, but okay. that doesn't mean that there's no Atlanta. That that like, that area is still a county. You can't you can't blow you can't blow up county lines. Right, right, because they're fictional. Right. Um, so I mean, Just that like, that, no, beg, that begs no. the question, Dan. Given that Jupiter's landing and participation in the Olympics killed millions of people, um, including all the participants of the Olympics, why then was it banned for emitting too much gas? Why not ban it for mass murder? There was there was no one left to, to, to ban it. And the entire world had collected uh, in Atlanta for the Olympics. There were, you know, 30 billion people on Earth, and they were all in Atlanta at that point. Uh, some of them were stacked on top of each other, and others were underground, so right. they could all fit. So uh, when uh, when Jupiter landed in Atlanta and destroyed everything, it literally destroyed every single person on Earth. Uh, which, and, which is why the banning decision had to go up all the way to the Intergalactic Olympic Commission. Right. Right. But but I mean that. The first order of business was ban Jupiter. The second order of business was uh, there's no more Earth future. Um, well, that, that's, 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 great... that's out of their jurisdiction. What? The, was it? The IOC? The Intergalactic uh, Olympic Commission? They don't have anything to say about Earthlings. Right, because there aren't any. They're just interested in playing fair. And when they saw Jupiter emit all that gas, they were like, you, you can't, as a planet, you can't emit so much gas. Right. And what did, I don't know, what did Jupiter say? <laughs> just coughed up some more gas? That's, that's pretty... Uh, yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter farted out a little bit more protest gas. And for that, was banned for the next three Olympics. What? Yeah, talk about twelve years. It it reminds me of the year twenty seventeen when Cristiano Ronaldo pushed that ref 
and got right. banned for way more games than he would have otherwise. Right. Otherwise, do you think he would have gotten banned just for being Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, he got he got a second yellow card. Did you see did you see this? This just happened. He got a second I did. He got a second yellow card. So he would have been banned from the next match. But then and then he shoved the referee and, and the it hasn't come out yet, but I'm sure he's going to get banned. Again, yeah, again. And again. Well, look, it's been a great episode of Future Facts. Uh, I'm honored to have had my brother and guest on, Dan Carlin. Dan, do you have, do you have anything else you want to you want to say before we sign off? Um, no, I would love uh, I would love to be back on the next episode of Future Facts. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I've solidified my position as a permanent or semi-permanent uh, host, but I'd love to be a constant guest as we explore the future uh, together uh, because it's a very interesting place for those of us who aren't there yet. I'll say. Right. Great. Right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> that was horrible. <laughs> it had to be done. Yeah, we had to. Now we never have to talk about future facts again. <laughs> hey, man, future facts. Yeah, we we tried it. Yeah, we already tried. It. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe the people will will respond positively. Maybe gotta launch and put it out there. Yeah, put it out there.